0: Know Your Food with Warty, episode 112. For links and more, visit the show notes at knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 112. See you there. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Know Your Food with Warty. I'm Warty in Southwest Oregon, a traditional food blogger at gnaufklins.com and knowyourfoodpodcast.com. I'm glad you're here. This is the podcast where we're all about ditching those poisonous processed foods, breaking free from the conventional food paradigm, and instead embracing whole foods raised, saved, and prepared with traditional methods. It's fun, it's delicious, and it's healthy. You're on your way to looking good, feeling good, and most importantly, doing good. Welcome everyone. Thanks for joining me today. We're going to start out today's episode with the tip of the week. This is something I recently did, uh, my daughters and I. We made our own homemade essential oil perfume. It was very easy. We purchased some blue glass roll-on bottles. Um, I'll have a link to the ones we chose in the show notes for you, knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 112. We kind of browsed the essential oils we had um, at home and we selected vanilla orange In one blend, I added a little bit of peppermint, too. But what you're going to do is you're going to combine the scents you like um, in this roll-on bottle. Uh, You know, I aim for about 20. I I read a little bit, so I ended up learning to aim for like 20 to 30 drops of your combination. And then you fill to the top with your liquid carrier oil, which would be like organic jojoba oil or fractionated coconut oil. Then you uh, pop the roll-on top on you know, give it a little shake and then you can just apply it, um, like your neck area in the inside of your wrists. It's really wonderful. Um, gives me a lift. I do it a couple times a day and the only thing about it is it doesn't last very long. So (laughs) you got to apply it often if you want to keep smelling like that, but it's wonderful. Um, I've been a person who's never been able to abide perfume, but I love these because, um, the, the health properties of the oils. Um, there's no lingering headache. There's no like overpowering um, floral or whatever it is that I haven't been, been able to abide my whole life. So I just love it. So give it a try. Um, once again, the link to the roll-on bottle that I chose, it's a blue glass, um, will be in the show notes for you. And I want to tell you in case you don't know already, there's an upcoming essential oil online conference completely free that's going to be held May 11th through the 18th. And I want to tell you about it so you can get registered. Here's the important things you're going to learn, just a couple things of many. Um, understand what essential oils are, why they're popular today, why essential oils are nature's best medicine, how to use essential oils safely and effectively, tips for regaining control of your health with essential oils, pain and stress remedies using essential oils culinary uses for essential oils, how to use essential oils for high-performance health, essential oils for animal aromatherapy, and much more. So to get registered for free, go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash E-O revolution. The conference is called The Essential Oil Revolution. So it's E-O revolution, all one word after knowyourfoodpodcast.com hurry because it starts may 11th and how these work is they're completely free and every day there's a certain number of presentations online and you can go at any time during that day and listen and then the next day they replace them with a brand new set so you can pick and choose as you go along and they do offer a recording package so sometime at some point you'll be able to hear details on that it's a reasonably priced recording package you can have for the rest of your life um they're usually a great value and tons of great information. However, there's no obligation on that. It's completely free to attend during the live event. Every day there's a certain number of presentations, and they're going to be wonderful. So once again, that's knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash EO and it's going to begin on May 11th, so get registered for free. Hi, I'm Wardy, a traditional cooking expert and food blogger at gnaufglins.com. For years, my family struggled with food-related health problems, but we don't anymore. And I'd love to show you that preparing whole foods with traditional methods is easy, delicious, and super good for you too. So just go to traditionalcookingschool.com free, and I'll show you how easily you can do it too. I'll give you five free videos that include my favorite traditional cooking techniques, plus printable at-a-glance fact sheets as a handy reference. So, if you're ready to start looking good, feeling good, and most importantly, doing good, then visit traditionalcookingschool.com free today. And the topic of today's episode are homey traditional foods. This is a question that one of our members asked, KCM. Such a great question, so I wanted to bring it to the podcast today. She says, is it, a pos- is it possible to eat a traditional diet eating homey food like beef stew, steaky bites, chili, etc.?" Well, Casey, I have wonderful news for you. Yes, it's completely possible to eat homey foods that are traditional and healthy, nutrient dense. You can really get as down home as you want and still serve nutrient dense foods. I mean, you can even do homemade potato chips fried in lard or tallow, um, and you can even, they, they are even available for sale if you go to, I think, Wise Choice Market carries them. Um, are they called Honest Chips? And so a link for you would be knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash Market, And then you can check out the Honest Chips. But they can be done at home. So you could Google a recipe for, you know, nourishing potato chips. That's just an example of one thing that can be done. Now, I'm going to go into depth on your question because I want to cover kind of a bunch of things to show you the possibilities and what you can do. I want to start out with keeping two things in mind. First of all, for you and your family, just um, be prepared. There's going to be an adjustment. You can't go from sugar-laden, chemically colored, um, tons of salt, you know, bad fat, store-bought junk food, snack food, canned food, processed food, whatnot, without um, telling the difference when you start home homemade food. It doesn't mean it's bad. Um, but there's going to be a difference. There's going to be an adjustment. And I really believe that people who are eating processed foods um, kind of go through not only a detox period, but their taste buds have to change in what they like. Um, I've mentioned this before. I'll just say it again. Whenever I go on a trip, in fact, my most recent one was in March and I thought I did pretty good eating out, Um, you know, healthy options. There was fresh food. There was Anyway, I did pretty good. But when I came home, I had horrible cravings for a week or two because, um, because of what I'd eaten and I'd gotten some, you know, tastes of processed foods. So that's my tip number one is just realize there's going to be an adjustment. Now, it doesn't mean you won't love the homemade alternatives, but just when, when, when you got to give it time. Um, give it time because we all have to adjust. Um, number two to keep in mind is that uh, down home, homemade traditional foods are gonna taste so good, either right away or eventually, they may not taste exact. So just go into this knowing that as well. Now let's talk about practically how to do it. Well, the very first best strategy you have is just to simply replace ingredients. So um, here's an example. Beef stew. If you typically make it with supermarket beef, you're going to instead use um, uh, grass-fed beef. You're going to use beef broth instead of bouillon cubes. Instead of canned veggies, you're going to, you know, chop raw fresh carrots and celery and onions and potatoes. Um, And so it's very easy to just, um, across the board, change the ingredients, and then you have a wonderful, and it's going to taste better, I can almost promise you, a wonderful beef stew. It's the same idea with lots of recipes like that. Chili, you would start your own beans, um, soak and cook them, and we have instructions um, at traditional cooking school for that. So you, you do your own beans instead of canned beans. You'd use grass-fed ground beef instead of store-bought, you know, conventional. Um, you'd use, you know, your homemade broth instead of water or bouillon cubes. And you're gonna make a wonderfully nourishing chili. Um, other things you can do. If you have a recipe that calls for a cream soup, well, instead of using Campbell's, you can make your own. And we have uh, some information on that at a um, a post we did around Christmas time in two thousand and fourteen on real food makeovers for your holiday recipes, but it's applicable all year long. So go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash makeovers for more information on the cream soup angle. Um, if you're dealing with a dessert, um, you know, and they're sugar-laden or white flour. Well, dealing with the flour, you could start with sprouted flour, like sprouted spelt makes wonderful pastries. Um, you could look for soaked recipes um, or sourdough recipes, and we have quite a few at Traditional Cooking School. Just go to traditionalcookingschool.com recipes to browse all those. Um, so that'll kind of take care of the grain aspect. As far as the sugar goes, well, you can simply reduce the sugar, which I do right off the bat when I'm taking any like normal recipe and making it healthy because they're often way too sweet. So, you know, cut it in half or reduce it by a third. You can make drastic changes. You can use honey instead. You can use less refined sweeteners like Rapadura or Sucanat. You can use stevia, uh, which is like, you know, not really sugar at all, Um, liquid or powdered stevia. And I really like the Sweet Leaf brand. Um, you just got to keep in mind if you're switching to stevia, then there's, there are some recipes where the sugar is not only sweet, but it provides a function in the texture of the recipe. Um, so the Steve, when you go the stevia route, you want to do it like, uh, a beverage or something where the sugar isn't providing any bulk. You're just sweetening. So the stevia can do that uh, as well. And then of course, you know, looking at dessert recipes, you've got the fat issue. Well, um, you know, butter, <laughs> use butter instead of margarine. You can use coconut oil. Now coconut oil is going to behave a little bit differently than butter. So you may end up like with crisp spread out cookies instead of chewy, um, and things like that. And I've got more information at that makeovers post for you. Know your slash makeovers. Um, so that's, a yeah, that's about, you know, replacing ingredients and just going from Recipe like maybe maybe your your you know it's a favorite family recipe but you know it's just not good for anybody. Well, you can you can sub ingredients and do these substitutions. So the second thing to think about in terms of home down home homey, traditional healthy foods is toppings um, because you can make foods more nutritious with the toppings you add um, or the toppings you don't use anymore. So, you know, like your own homemade salsa versus store-bought salsa, your own sauerkraut versus, you know, vinegar-laden canned sauerkraut. Instead of buying pre-packaged conventional shredded cheese, shred your own homemade cheddar or purchase some raw raw, uh, cheddar that you grate yourself. You can do... Homemade condiments like ketchup and mayo, and we've got recipes for all of these. If you go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash recipes, switch these condiments for the healthy versions, um, and then you're going to kind of healthify your dish that way. You're making little swaps and switches, and they really add up. Now, another strategy you can do is hidden nutrition. So one of my favorite things to do is pureed liver. Now, liver is one of those top nutrient-dense foods. It's rich in... um, The essential fatty acids we need. Um, And, you know, we tend to not eat it very much, strong flavor, or it's just gone out of fashion. You know, we don't really, we're not as frugal with our meat anymore. If we if if everyone was butchering their own beef, it would far less likely go to waste. But since we're in a society where we go to the grocery store and purchase it, we tend to purchase what we want to eat and we don't go out of our way to get those organs. You know, we may, peop, most people probably aren't even, it's not even on their radar. It's like, liver, what's that? So um, here's a great way to hide it in your food. And by the way, liver tends to be inexpensive. Um, I don't know what, what, sto- what your prices are going to be, but I do know that even like the last beef we purchased um, from you know, a local, a local lady, a local friend, she had a couple, she was butchering two or three cows. And we purchased half of a cow, grass fed cow. And so presumably four, at least four families were purchasing these cows because there were four halves of the two. Well, nobody wanted the organs. (laughs) So she gave me a fantastic deal. And I got, I don't think I got all the hearts, but I at least got two of the hearts. I got all the livers. I got all the oxtail, Got all the tongue, <laughs> and you know, at like a $1 dollar or a dollar fifty a pound, um, because nobody wanted it. So um, here's what you can do with liver. You can do this with heart as well. However, I love to eat, and our my family loves to eat heart, just all by it's lonesome, just sauteed with onions, and you can make a sauce, or you can just stir fry. But liver is a harder sell because of the taste and texture. So if you puree it, just just when it's raw. Put it in the food processor or blender and puree it up, and then you freeze it in portions. And a really handy portion size is like an ice cube tray, because an ice cube is about two tablespoons. So freeze it, and then when it's frozen, pop them out, put them in a freezer container, ziplock baggie, whatever, and then you've got these uh, cubes that you can add to meals. So spaghetti sauce, meatloaf, hamburgers, chili. Um, oh even homemade jerky. I do a ground beef jerky where I include a little bit of liver with the ground beef. Um, so you add as much as you can so that the taste doesn't change. And then your family's getting the hidden nutrition of the liver. It also, because it's less expensive, it's going to stretch your, um, meal farther. If you add liver, um, it'll end up costing you less if you replace some of that meat with liver, depending on how much your family can do. So that's a way to hide nutrition. Another way to hide nutrition and get it into your family would be in your soups. So um, you can do blended soup bases. So, you know, you can blend cooked vegetables. You can blend your onions. You can blend your tomatoes. So if anyone in your family is kind of objecting to vegetables and soup, well, saute them with the broth And before you add everything else, blend that, and then add all the chunky things that they like. And so then your soup um, has this blended, really nutritious base to it. Um, Okay, so just a quick review. We've talked about, first, replacing ingredients. Second, we've talked about the toppings. Third, we've talked about hidden nutrition. Um, Oh, and I want to add one more to hidden nutrition. That is broth. So any time you have a recipe that might call for water, use broth instead, homemade broth instead. So you will just boost the nutrition nutrition tremendously by using broth. And I, I don't mean like a dessert recipe that calls for water, I mean like a um, you know, a main dish, a savory dish that's calling for water. Use broth instead. Okay, and so n- number four here on the practical application of this is try it in two recipes. So we have tons of recipes at Traditional Cooking School, not only in the member area, but on the blog that's free for the public, traditionalcookingschool.com slash recipes. Um, There's main dishes, side dishes, desserts, beverages, snacks, breads, tons. So I made a quick list here before I started recording. I just browsed it just to pull out the ones that to me just... um, scream down home homie so you've got real food mac and cheese you've got hamburger tartiflette that's a like a um cheesy potato casserole it's so good scallop potatoes um I'm just focusing on main dishes first down home chili sauce that was just up the other day and um it's a chili that is not watery because you thicken it with arrowroot or tapioca starch and so then it's perfect for um drizzling over like home-baked french fries. Um, By the way, home-baked french fries are another thing, you know, uh, make potato sticks out of your raw potatoes, toss them in like whatever oil you'd like to use, olive oil, melted coconut oil, um, avocado oil, and add your seasoning, salt, pepper, garlic, smoked paprika, then bake in a hot oven, roast in a hot oven, and then drizzle your down-home chili sauce over it. So it's like, you know, whatever that would be called. Um, We have lots of pizza. We have chili. We have sauerkraut and spare ribs. We have sausage, mac and cheese. We have sourdough hot dog wraps. Then if you move into sort of the dessert category, and these are um, generalizations, only because we have several options for some of these. So chocolate cake, we've got, I don't know, four or five different chocolate cakes. We have chocolate waffles, we have chocolate cheesecake, we have pumpkin roll, all kinds of other desserts and candies. Um, We have lots of smoothies and beverages, eggnog, and these are all made with nutrient-dense nourishing foods. Um, So you'll find a great. Collection right at Traditional Cooking School. Also, if you have other traditional food blogs you follow, you will find a wealth of tried and true recipes. So just start using those. Uh, The other thing is, you're a member of Traditional Cooking School, so you get our weekly menu plans. So that's another collection every week you're getting to add into the repertoire. Um, So I've come to the end of my suggestions. I do want to give you more info. If you're interested in more info, anyone who's listening, of course, check out our recipe database. Of course, check out our traditional cooking school classes and recipes for members. I also, um, have a colleague and you probably know her, Katie Kimball from Kitchen Stewardship. She has wonderful resources that are right up your alley on these homey, uh, healthy foods. And, uh, she is the, um, the queen of these wonderful ebook packages. So she has three that I want to mention to you today that are going to be very helpful on this journey to finding homey traditional foods. One is Better Than a Box, where she helps you reverse engineer processed foods and make them better than the box. It's a fantastic uh, education recipe cookbook all in one. The, uh, you can get info on that if you go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash B-T-A-B. For better than a box and also Katie was a guest um, on the podcast a while back so you want to check that out in the archives okay then she has another ebook healthy snacks to go so it will help you find down home you know homey snacks that are nutritious and information on that is knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash hstg for healthy snacks to go And finally, she even has um, help for those of us who love to go camping so we can take real food on the road with us. Um, You know, those camping foods we love to eat. (laughs) Well, she's got some great ideas, recipes, um, and menus for us for camping. So that's in her family camping handbook at knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash camping. So check out Katie's stuff. All right. I would love to hear from all of you. If you have any Um, comments, suggestions for Casey on this this journey to have homey traditional foods that are also healthy. Um, So be sure to leave a comment at knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 112 with your tips and suggestions, recipes, and Casey, I hope this was helpful and I hope you keep in touch. And I just know that this journey is going to be very delicious. Um, So God bless you and your family, and I'll talk to everyone again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope to see you again soon. Let me tell you what you can do next. You can visit the show notes for this episode. Just go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash and then without a space, just type the number of this episode. You'll get links and much more information about what we've been talking about. You can submit questions for future episodes. I love to answer your questions on the air. So go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com questions to submit them. You can stop by traditionalcookingschool.com to get five free traditional cooking videos from me. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the podcast app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Know Your Food with Warty while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop, go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash iTunes right in your browser. While you're there, please do leave a rating or review. I love to get them, love to read your comments, and they're invaluable to help other people find this podcast. Thank you so much.